Welcome everyone to the OG Pod. I'm here today with Daniel Shepard, who oh, yeah. is a, a fellow comedian and ally. Well, you know, he's a real comic, right? Yeah, I'm You're a comedian. Uh, I, I do that most of the time these days, and uh, I do consider myself to be a filmmaker as well. Yeah. Yeah, film is a big part of my life as well. And yeah, you said you're studying film and yeah, like film. I've been interested in like I've been like really hardcore into film since since like age like ten, eleven. And but like comedy has always been like my natural calling. That's like you know every everybody in my life, like every bully, every teacher. No Let's one, dive no into one's what was surprised. your first time on stage? Twenty sixteen here in Austin. Whoa! So how long you've been here? A while then. I've been here my whole life. I was nice. born in Georgetown, Texas, and I grew up uh, in Round Rock and North nice. Austin. And I graduated from McNeil High School. And uh, out, what's the mascot? Uh, the Mavericks. Cool. Or yeah, the McNeil Mavericks. Yeah, uh, that's a cool nearby mascot. there. And I, well, I technically graduated from Success High School, which is like the uh, the the charter school that they'll send kids to. to and like, there's like a uh, like a you click next a bunch of times online program to like get done with school. And you just click, click next and you yeah, get a GD or something. Yeah, essentially what it is. <laughs> they do make you earn that clicks, like, like you know, of course, a lot of the time. But That'd be nice um, if school was I went there and I, I got really involved with their AV and stuff like that there. It was underdeveloped, but, like, they were really facilitating me and stuff. And um, But I did I, – I, I, like, filmmaking all through high school. My I was so – like, I had, like, advanced double-block AV courses. And, like, I was doing that with the majority. And then, like – I would be, I was almost like a, almost a delinquent, but like principals, everybody, teachers, they were like thumbs up because of how like I was straight A's and AV. And like, I remember like getting a referral one time and the principal knew who I was and was just like, uh, like, Hey man, I'm sorry. Don't worry about this. Just, I know it's on your record. I'm ho I just hope that doesn't bother you. So it's 2016 and 2016 is comedy. Yeah. Yeah. What okay, so my decide? age is the year. Like I mentioned earlier, I was born in 1999. I'm a rough 23. I am a rough 23. I what does that mean? Rough I'm just like, I look like I stopped. So I was a really fluffy, puffy, like fat guy, like, like fat kid. I thought probably had like really high estrogen. And then like I graduated high school in 2017, like went straight to the gym. And like like powerlifting, deadlifting, oh, you things great. like you that. Yeah, you look and great. And I, I beard came out immediately. Like I couldn't grow a beard. Like I was having to shave every day, but it was like shitty patchy beard. How much and would then, you sell one year of your life for? Uh, what do you mean, like how, in cash? Like I get, I get the year you sell I, it. How much do I have to pay? You, so you, immediately, you're gonna be, you immediately be twenty four. I'm gonna be thirty five. Um. Immediately when you ask that, it's like, well, how much value, how much, how much value was I in this year? Like, like, oh, well, like would I sell like a future year or trade a year? Uh, yeah, let's already? make it the end of the life because you don't want to lose like a young year. Like a million dollars to just undivided attention. I'm your slave for a year. No, no. It's uh, you just lose one year and I gain one year vampire style. Oh. I siphon a year off of you for. Ooh, man. I grand. probably wouldn't do it, man. Uh, 10 I grand. Mean, you can do a lot with 10 grand. To like sacrifice a year seems like it's one of the end. It years seems anyway. like like some religious contract shit you're reaching. <laughs> like that's that means something. That's I wise. don't know. It's like a but I mean, honestly, like everything has a price, and yeah, maybe at least ten grand. Yeah, so ten grand's a good number. That's a good number, right? It's a good number because then it's like this guy's probably lying. <laughs> how, how certain is this uh, sorcerer? Yeah, but um, I haven't met many sorcerers, but I think you can trust sorcerers. Um, I do want to ask a lot about you. I'm very curious. Oh, yeah. Like you seem like you got your pretty like well set. Um, I know you, you have like, you're obviously in, in a tech trade and I know you're obsessed with AI. I know like, you have, you love AI. AI. Like you, 
fell in love with these that trend of the fucking AI generation, like generating images and stuff like that. And we've actually gotten some really cool posters and things like that. Yeah, I was gonna say, have you tried it? Yeah. Well, my buddies have, and like my buddy paid for the the thing and said to send me pictures, and I haven't tried it yet. Mid Journey or Wamba is another great. I don't know. One of the main ones that I guess everyone's doing, but um, oh, Lenza. Um. Yeah, no, AI kind of scares me a little bit. It just the Terminator, man. Dude, this Terminator. Yeah, I it, uh, I don't know, man. And it's also like, can I? There's a moral like just with their effectiveness on like replacing factories and things. Like my friend is an AI. Uh, he trains neural neural networks and stuff like that. Whoa! And he's and, Where uh, GM. I'm, cool. But um, he uh, they're trying to make like factories that are in the dark robots. And like the, the, they don't require lights, you know. So you That's, go in there, you get your head decapitated by a swinging uh, crane or whatever. But like, yeah, they're gonna like get rid of all the Mexicans and those things. I'm half Mexican. They get rid of all the Mexicans and those, and they're you'll gonna be put, fine. You'll be they'll fine. They'll put. Uh, we'll figure out new stuff. jobs. Well, you're not even doing they're those jobs ro- anyway. You're doing AV stuff. AI, right? are, AI are essentially gonna be robot Mexicans. We're trying to re- really replace the Mexicans here, and they already replaced whites. They are Mexicans replaced whites. whites. AI replacing Mexicans. Well, I think that maybe, but I think that what is really going to happen is everyone will just do more interesting work. You know, like who wants to go and do manual labor? It's, well, dude, I mean, sometimes it's fun, right? Like, but it, you want it to be your choice. The country of Mexico, like, praises uh, manual labor. Like, 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 like it's part of the culture. It's like, uh, yeah, is it? It's, it's, it's looked at as like, here, that's like a lower class kind of profession. It's looked at there. It's I, I don't know. I, like, me, like it, I don't know. There's a lot of like. There's a lot of tradesmen come out of Mexico, and like it's, it is a hands. very like. There's something to be like. You're a kid who came from a village and you had nothing, and then you found the trades, and now you're you have wealth, and you almost you feel like a king. You have a really from being, durable from having skill. A, you go from having a, owning your own construction company, and you grew up in a villa, dirt floor village. Um, like it's, uh, you feel like a God, like, like not like a God, I'm sure. Just like, anytime you're very you humble, like religious get man, a but... feeling of power is pretty good. Well, it's, I remember like people felt like they were Kings and Queens coming to America. Like they felt like, you know, like, like there was like that complex. They're like, Oh, I feel like I'm like, I'm able to earn like, like that's kind of the American ways. Everyone's a King, you know, or whatever. Everyone has a chance. Everyone has opportunity. Yeah. Everyone has the potential to be their own King and kingdom. So and you have freedom, your own kingdom. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like that was like a big thing when people moved here is like we don't want to be too flashy like the like the fucking royalty we just escaped you know we don't want to act like that i always thought that was interesting i like the weird complexes people get but yeah there's a great value i think to working with your hands and but the way i think ai is going to integrate with the people, older i get the more i really realize though how important it is to be familiar to learn how to you know you don't want to be displaced you want it, You need to be able to cut a board. You need to be able to, oh, that's uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that like that kind of thing. Or, I'm bad too, man. I don't know shit about cars at all. Like, well, like, those are. I need my dad. So my dad's really smart and can dissect computers and and software and things like that. It's nice and, to have a handy dad. Actually. Yeah, my dad is a, is a super genius. Questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did a little bit of everything growing up. You know, a little bit of auto work carpentry uh wiring electricity plumbing and you so like i know enough to be dangerous out. yeah but i know enough to cause problems but then i need somebody to 
But mm. I mean, honestly, now you really can ask just AI anything. Yesterday, I was like, here's my diet that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do 30 days of just like steak and eggs, which is what we enjoyed. And um, I was asking AI, like, what are the mineral deficiencies? And what should I be, you know, like, I, I just want to do this elimination you, diet as a challenge. You, you seem like you'd be, you'd, you'd get along with the guy that, uh, that one time, I don't even know if you can find this video anymore. I just remember years ago, I saw this guy that was like, oh, I'm doing cyborg shit. And he put like a monitor, like really advanced monitor in his arm. Oh yeah. I've seen and that. Like he the cut his arm open and put like a fucking, it looked like a, like a giant rectangular, like almost like a hard drive stuck it right up the skin and there was this whole big thing about how he couldn't receive anesthesia you know he got fucked up before doing that but um he couldn't the doctor couldn't administer it he had to do some weird legal loopholes and they had to just cut his arm open and slide this thing under it. and it's supposed to be like an advanced heart monitor and everything yeah it's really just hardcore apple watch yeah just wait and, but imagine having apple an ai it. getting involved with your fucking usb Dude, I've been having these nightmares uh, with AI, and now uh, you—I call them nightmares because they're Imagine fucking scary. Imagine having USB ports on your body, man. The one I had the other night was very heavily influenced by this book I'm reading, and it was that the AIs were convincing everyone that they had to wake up, and they were going to help us wake up. And the way that you wake up is by killing yourself. And so all of these people were like killing themselves. That's in a mass. lot of religious. Uh, Ten thousand, hundred thousand, millions of people. And it's because they didn't no longer believed in their reality. And so they and the AIs were helping them discover and the AIs are their just like, awakened state. They're just like recording their I don't know, everything. man. It's scary. I can't tell if it's gonna be I feel like it's somewhere between uh Ex Machina, I Am Legend, and the movie Her. As long as it's not fucking Black Mirror. God damn I think it's all ever watched Black Mirror. It. it is all that, yeah. But and the, and so you have Black like, Mirror is like almost like too unsettling in a way. Like I don't ever say that about anything, but like because it seems like it. Could it okay, so Black Mirror is like a modern Twilight Zone. That's obviously what they're going for, but mm -hmm. they honestly pull it off to the extent where it is just creepy and almost unenjoyable. And uh, like the, the fucking the pig in the first episode and ugh, gross. Like it was just. Um, but, uh, I haven't they, seen any for a while. The one that John Hamm is in is like the main one I've that seen. That one was creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Where like they record the brain and the essence and you get, I, I hear you assistant. ask people a lot like, so what's real life? What makes me human and stuff? You, I think you can emulate that de definitely mm -hmm. to the point where any, anything you're going to trick anything sentient. And then, um, I think you could trick, I think you could literally like record, you could probably like scan someone's brain to the eventually to the point where, yeah, you'll be able to just have like a hologram, the convincing hologram that'll oh, yeah. fucking, you know, and that's just the AI fucking, yeah. you know, but damn. I want to talk get to souls? all sorts of avatars from the past and, you know, you feed in everything that they wrote, everything that they built, whatever their expression was. And you capture that in an avatar. Maybe form. that's like what Scientology is getting at, man. Yeah. It's what like do they believe? AIs are, Don't they believe? In well, like, I was gonna. Uh, uh, so your dream. I, okay, and also like, man, I trail off so bad because like now I'm gonna want. I wanted to jump back to your dream. Yeah. I have a lot of crazy dreams too. I dream a lot, and I dream very often, and I smoke a lot of weed. So like, they and so whenever I do cut down, I do tend to get really intense dreams. But I'm I, I already say, dream a lot. My situation. Weed. But um, the uh, AIs like you know like like almost like. It almost sounded like you were saying like they wanted people to kill themselves to go into VR. Yeah, exactly. Well, then, I'm reading this book, but, about um, VR, but but then it's like, oh, we have your souls, we have you, like we have you, and like the AI thinks that they you. do have your soul, we're helping you, but the AI up. just has a recording of your soul. 
So like oh. like like so they just have like your imprint. So you're gonna die. And you're gonna be gone. And you're not gonna experience shit. You're dead. It's a lot like the movie Six Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh huh. So I used I to like watch that, that movie well. and like I was like, what's this? what is like? I used to ask my brother like, or one time I watched it with my brother finally, and I was like, what's the big deal in this movie? Like it's about like in the future get and getting cloned yep. against your will and bad people cloning themselves. And I didn't realize my brother explained to me like they die every time. Yeah. So like the moral problem of like getting like your your kid cloned. Oh, my son died. I can get a clone of him replaced right away. That may it's that's a different separate unit. It is not your kid that died. Yeah. And it pretty much can be. And it may be better than not having a kid. And and maybe you and I think if we do get to that point, maybe you can communicate and like it's like it's like Blade Runner at that point. Then and then you're getting into Blade Runner and so many so many perfect. Little aspects are like movies really do. We got to think like they're all artists, right? What is a filmmaker? They're an artist and they're trying to express an idea in their head. And a lot of what I think artists are trying to do is understand the past and the future and what's coming. And so they kind of like, I I think movies are in a way predictive. Do you, do you have a religious perspective on things? Do you know, do you, do you know, you pretty much understand where they're coming from, where religious people come from? I grew up heavily religious, very Mormon. Mormon? Mormon. Where were you from? Uh, Michigan. From Michigan. Was there a large Mormon community? Cause is it like, uh, uh, not many of us. What is it? Iowa or whatever state where they're like, have like large communities of like, you know, Mennonites, Mennonites and and things. Well, um, Mormon is like I had some friends convert to Mormonism and they were Irish Catholic and uh, they became Mormons one year. And I think the the dad's family had already been and, you know, I think I think it was through that. But it was really interesting and they never really told me much about their religion. It was just like, oh, a different approach. And I just was like another form of Christianity, whatever. Like we're all in this basically and, what it is. and like. I have uh, friends who are Christian who try to and like I was raised Catholic like that's like my family's official like I'm half I'm half Mexican that's Roman Catholic all the way though like and uh, I've had friends try to say I'm not Christian and mm-hmm. it's like well you're like a derivative of that I mean I mean I, I'm not saying anything's better than the other because the Catholic Church itself is you know guilty of many crimes and whatnot but it's, the religion it's itself the religion point. itself is separate from the man and uh but it's just like, you know, your religion is based on Catholicism. So, like, I don't know why, like, you're trying to say one has more validity than the other. I've well, had friends make that Jewish, mistake. Uh, Jews, Islam. And Jews and, came first. And then. It, well, they all and Christianity all believe in the God of Abraham. From yeah. Yeah. The Abrahamic religion. The yeah. Abrahamic religion. So yeah, if you and, really uh, think about it, like Islam, Judaism. And then and they don't look at people similar. don't even realize that they're like people don't look at Christianity as like catholics everybody mormons like they actually do they're all supposed to be like i know they're all like drastically different and then the jehovah's witness are supposed to be similar to the mormons or something like that. i think that. it's all the same and then scientology <laughs> kind of sounds i don't know i don't know i think people are just trying to figure out what's real what is reality and how do we navigate it the, but uh, i do hear that like mormons go pretty hard like Very um they, they tend to be more uh involved in their daily life on average with their religion because you're practicing it every yeah. day, multiple times a week. Uh, yeah. You're going and to meetings. Like and things like, like Kurt Metzger is a great comedian. He talked about how like. Was he Mormon? Yeah. Oh, like, really? He came I from a hardcore family got ejected Interesting. type situation. Yeah. And uh, he talked about how, um, what was it? Uh, um, like Tony Soprano and the Sopranos, he gets to be Catholic and just just whatever. I you, you just call yourself Catholic. You don't actually have to practice 
or do anything. Once in a while, you show up to church, maybe. Right. And Mormons would say, no, you're a fucking murderer. You can't. You're not allowed to come to our church. Like, they'll get up in your shit and... You know, like, you know, like Mormons take their religion very seriously. They're not going to let somebody be a murderer and go to their church. Yeah. I mean, there's like that. Catholics not to say that Catholics pro murder, but it's like it's more of an individualist. I thought you can murder and like go and be a priest or whatever, you know, and be a no murderer. It's not not the end of the world. Is it not? Well, yeah. It's also like there's a lot of things priests do that seem, you know, it's also like they say, like. I don't I don't know too much about the Bible in detail, but it's like something like gay sex is a sin, right? Then but so is like what? Staying up after midnight or whatever. I don't know, something else like jacking off, spilling your seat on not, the ground. I guess jerking off. But then I mean I saying bad words. Stuff. Uh, I don't know. I but, find more bitter than death the woman. The tongue so of the it's woman. like they kinda, you know, Basically, what I'm getting at is if gay people just confessed once in a while, they'd be fine because it's just ever they're all sins. It's everything. We all sin all the time. So yeah, like if, you know, I in. fucking I, I I'm a glutton. I eat overeat sometimes. You know, what if am I on the same sense? level of a homosexual? Yeah, being gay that's number one. But I eat a lot. Being I, a Nazi I'm a is glutton two. all the time. Glutton is fun. Um, how do you? They don't how really do you... talk about racism in the Bible because there wasn't a lot of races. Maybe there were. I don't know. Oh, wait, I, now I that you mention it, I don't actually know a it's ton not, of. Races. I guess they do kind of like or like there are separate groups. There's the Jews that this. Yeah, I guess. You yeah, can you have Jews and Gentiles. It's team sports. You have like yeah. you know your team, and you're like, oh fuck everyone else. AI Bible Jew alien, but it does yeah. go good when your team wins. You know, aliens are some cool shit. But I feel like aliens people would become atheists as fuck if aliens came, right? Yeah, sorry guys, there's no fucking aliens. Sorry about that. But uh, like, I don't alien, know, whatever. Yeah, could be ghosts, a- could be aliens, could be Bigfoot. We don't know. Impossible like, to prove. Well, I asked my grandma about that when I was a kid, and I was like, if aliens came, are they a product of God as well? And I, she's like, of course they would, because God made everything. That means He made them too. I, mean, I love would. that people believe in yeah, aliens. Like, it's one of my favorite things. Are you not believe in aliens? Not at all. But I like that. I appreciate um, it in others. Well, like there are, there's bacteria on well, Mars. I, well, yeah, right. Yeah, if you yeah. Count that like, as an, but, what I believe is that, and I think that if you had the same scenario play out, a planet, similar planet, same distance from the sun, same, you bake it in the it oven just at the seems, same amount of time, yeah. you might get something. But like totally interstellar that. travel, I think you're almost. That's almost as like far fetched. I don't know. You're almost bound to run into yourself. <laughs> well, the ti- there's aliens. just so much space and time out there. That's all there is is space and time. And so like infinite in the, in the time in the time dimension, we know that there probably is uh aliens because there has been so much time have you heard of the concept of panspermia no it basically is like the seed of life dna um could be easily spread to other planets you have an asteroid it slams into the com into and a planet with life, everywhere. and it jizzes into space and all that fucking seed it's like kind of like, like prometheus a little but like exactly a guy, like it, but it's less intentional like more natural going in and spreading his life I, it is, it's cool i like that movie, that whole series that is all really good i thought that they kind of got off track with what I was interested in in those movies, those newer movies. But I did appreciate Prometheus a lot. Yeah, and being like, so that cool. was I didn't even realize it was Ridley Scott the first time I saw that movie. Neither until did the I. End, I, I and did, the alien, and yeah. I got look at it. Oh fuck! Like it was, you know, pleasantly surprised. Yeah, like, yeah, man. I want to. I want to bring up too many things at once. I'll man. bring them all up. We'll, um, we'll find a way to circle them all in. I, I find it interesting. You didn't care about spoilers earlier. Like I'm really good about that kind of thing. Like there are things like the Sixth Day and things. Or sorry, Sixth Sense. Uh, where like, you know, like that spoiler, that's one of those movies that you, almost everybody who watches it, it was already spoiled for them, but it's also a major spoiler that affects like the entire movie. And but that was like a million years ago. Yeah. Well, 
The Dude, one spoiler got, that got me was Dumbledore dies on page 764 or whatever. And I was, was like, like, what? Oh, fuck. What? Um, I mean, I was a kid. I was like 15. There was this movie. Oh, fuck, man. I almost can't bring it up. It was totally. Bring it up. I'm going to just talk about it because yeah, like it's not it. popular. And like if it gets people watching, there's a movie where like a guy kidnaps somebody and make gives them a sex change and all of that like against their will. And um, it's it, but like um, my friend who was like I, I had a friend who I knew would love it. And I had a friend I knew who wouldn't wouldn't touch that movie. So the friend who wouldn't touch that movie, I told him and just spoiled it for him because I knew he wouldn't want to watch it. And I knew go. he wouldn't like it. And then him, he's with me, and I'm talking to a friend who would enjoy it. He just spoils it. And just like, you know, oh, that's that movie there. And then it's like, dude, well, that's act- that's like it's at the same level of like of a spoiler as uh, The Sixth Sense where it's like, oh, man, like you if you wouldn't have reveal. fucking said that, like you would this guy would have really appreciated that payoff you know yeah. and then like I, and then so we keep i keep every three months i keep reminding him of that movie and he's like i remember the spoiler like i don't know it's just almost like a joke but i'm gonna make it's too late I remember, i'm gonna make him watch it and then and stuff but um i like i remember like a big spoiler growing up was bridge to terabithia <laughs> i think i remember reading that the bridge to terabithia was like a kid's movie but like it was like it was a hit whenever i was a kid and yep, the fucking girl dies in it, and then it's like I What's everybody. I remember Is everybody getting that spoiled. And like another world, these or kids something? would go and like uh, cross a log over a river to some woods that were uninterrupted, and then they had a lot of arts and crafts out there, and uh, and like they basically. Uh, the book is told from their perspective, and so, like, it's literal, so it sounds like they're in, like, Lord of the Rings crossover. So, it's like, they act like they're... That's just their imaginations, but it's, like, there. there's, like, a Lord of the Rings place. It's probably intriguing. I don't know. I remember it just... I don't know why. That was, like... <laughs> that was just, like, a Dude, huge I've been movie reading this, like, book. I'm sure it's, like, a Movies used book to be a big deal. But Some, yeah. Somebody uh, just referred it to me, and I started it, like, three times and never, like, got super into it, um... But then I started reading, it's called The Game by Terry Scott. And he's got like eight or nine books, maybe seven or eight books. And it's ridiculously you good. You should read The Godfather also, by the way. I've yeah, is it a it. book? Um, it's, I think it's free on YouTube, the audiobook. Oh, I didn't know it was a book. I love I audiobooks. I, I just, I'm like retarded and it's hard to read. But if a book, I, a book has to really like be intriguing, almost in like a wording way. But um no, I don't go through a lot of books. What book, were you just, what book were you just talking is, about? Sorry. Is the game. The so, game. like, the game, revol- I mean, this is, like, where all the VR dreams is are Is that, from. um, oh, okay, okay. So, it's, like, a futuristic kind of Yeah, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, and... There you- was another book called The Game, wasn't there, where, like, it was about a hunter who invites people over and hunts them on his land. Oh, yeah, that's I do like remember a famous that, the most dangerous tale. game. Is it, is it a long... Yeah, I think it's a short story. But oh, that's a short yeah, story, yeah, yeah. I read that one. But, yeah... Is this a... Is this... Is this a? Uh, I mean, a I'll just spoil it. It's ten years old. You can read it or pause or whatever. Is it a storybook? What's is the storybook? Like, is it telling a story? Yeah, I mean, is it in every book? Like a scenario, though. Is it like 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 characters who don't exist, or is it like? Oh yeah, it's. Fiction. Or is it like a theoretical, like yeah. a smart guy book? Yeah, it's like made up. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, talk, um, but it's about, about this VR world. Basically, this whole Spoilage. civilization. This guy creates this game, which is like crazy even to begin with. That's a big thought I have. Is that life is a game? You should develop your character. Um, and so he creates this game that's like way too good and everyone enters it and they basically collapse the society because nobody wants to live in reality because the game is that good and everyone, uh, gets basically trapped in this game and they have to do all these machinations and plans 
to find like the world's best gamer. And his job is to pull everyone out of the dream. And the way that they go about it, I thought was so interesting. And that I haven't ever seen like, like there's like a, like a Steven Spielberg VR movie where like everybody's going into it. It's called like game on or something. That's cool. This is a very unknown artist. I I never heard of him before. Um, Sounds like a similar type of thing. Um, A great story. I used to watch this old sci-fi show called the red dwarf that had like a similar concept. It's about like a guy. I'll try not to, I could go on all day, but I'll try to quickly explain. It's about a guy who gets frozen in time for a million years and he's stuck with a hologram and like a new evolved species that came like, like a guy. It's it's a guy kind of dressed like a cat, like almost like a furry in a way, but like uh, he, he's supposed to be like a cat that like a cat species that evolved on the ship and they're on a ship the size of a city, uh, like a massive ship. And he, he becomes cryogenically frozen and let go. And they, they, they reintroduced, you know, different, uh, problems from being frozen for a million years and they they found like a male capsule and it was like at one point they figured out the best video game like that it was like the, this uh, better it's called better than life and it's a game where you go in and they're running around and like anything they imagine so they're all going around and invi- motorcycles girls like the cat guy i remember there was a funny bit where like he he had like a, a, a mermaid but the top half was a fish that was like one of the first times i had seen that they were like, wouldn't the other half stuff. be the fish? He goes, where's the fun in that? And like, you know, but um, he was an American black guy too. this randomly in like a British show too. that cat guy is uh, anyway, one of the guys, it ruins it all for everybody because he's compulsive and like he enjoys punishing himself. And like, that's like the way he lives and stuff. And like, he keeps like disappearing everybody's money and d- torturing himself and he can't take it anymore because he like, cause like his true wish is to degrade himself and whatnot. And, his self-destructiveness takes over and like his father comes in and starts yelling at him and all this stuff. And like, in and, and like a real way too, like the way they, uh, I don't know. They what do they do. call that when somebody's like a mechanistic person, um, a, a mechanist something? I almost relate with that a little bit. Like, you know, like, like I used to oh, like, everyone when I was a kid, I thought you were supposed to like punish yourself, but everyone that. punishes themselves. Yeah. But like, but some there's people an take irrational it to like an, amount. Yeah, yeah there's, there's like, an irrational extent you can take it, and then there's also like just psychologically. I think what you should, and I think you should just like you know do better in, next time and exercise. Like you shouldn't be lingering on, uh, you know, punishing yourself too much. That's where a lot of depression and mental health problems. Like like I feel like that's a reoccurring theme, especially in my experience. Is like, uh, uh just fucking shitting on yourself so mm-hmm. much that um. That it like becomes negative and holds you back and just, I, don't, I mean, punishing your, I don't thinking like constantly, like I remember learning on acid. I started taking acid a lot in like high school. I remember like one of the first things I realized was how mean I was to myself. I was very mean to myself because other people in my life were mean to me. So I thought I had to be mean to myself. I was a bully in my own head and I discovered this on acid. Like, I'm just like, you're a worthless piece of shit. I used to fucking, I remember, and like, and I still have a little bit of that in me. I try to be conscious of it and aware of it. I remember my boss telling me, she's like, you know, one thing I heard someone say is that they go in the mirror and she's being, she's being kind of cheesy. I don't know if intentionally or what, but like, I know somebody who goes in the mirror and gives himself compliments every morning. And, uh. And I literally realized that I insult myself in the mirror every morning. I literally like, did I think the it's opposite. better to insult yourself than to compliment yourself is my just good reaction. Not even I, insult. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't go up to the mirror and go like insult, insult, insult. It's just like I look at myself with such disapproval and like, yeah, the insults are just a but part of it. But nobody knows better than you everything but, you've done wrong. 
right? So that's kind of like a natural tendency because nobody has yeah, all of your you, failures. You need remembered. to be wise in in moderating that. You know, I think you so. need to. Uh, there's only so much of that that is helpful. Honestly, I like I like how Jordan Peterson approached it, which is you should treat yourself like somebody else that you're trying to help. I think is uh, that's a great. That is was, a great. That is he a great was like, you'll give advice. your dog medicine, but you won't go to the doctor yourself. Uh huh. Like that is a great perspective because, um, and it's, that's, that's part of growing up, dude, is learning that shit the hard way. And, um, well now we have a lot of like information out there for people, but like on podcasts and YouTube. Also, like, I think one of the sources of being miserable is like no ambition. Like that's like one of the things that got me a lack of ambition because not, um, and like I was trans, I was almost transitioning from like. I was really like I was a hardcore gym rat, dude. I wouldn't fucking leave the gym, and like I had like a realization that like my future was not that's not what I wanted my future to be. I I, I like I really wanted to do steroids and do all kinds of shit, take things to the next level. I kind of want to, and then yeah, I think about it a lot, and I don't know, man. Like it's really dang, it's really Get some risky. Tests, shove that in it's your risky, ass. and I really want to be safe and human smart does. about it. And I was around a lot of people who were, and it is it, it's very costly. Yeah. And so that, anyway, anyway I had a realization. Some individuals helped me come to the conclusion that that's not what I wanted to do with my life. From acid. Yeah. Like, well, no, 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 no. Just from like, like some individuals. Like I, like I went and made videos for some people and they put things in perspective on what it, what it would be like for me to go. I want to be a comedian and a filmmaker. I don't want to be a power lifter. I mean, I do want to, I love power lifting and it's something I will do forever till I die. Like strength training. Like I love it. And, uh, but like I, my priority is not to go be a competing powerlifter and it's weird too. Powerlifting like lifting helps you. I got to a, I got to a competition style three fifteen bench press and Man, I didn't feel the, I didn't bench. feel the need to go to a competition and do that. Dude, that's a great, I bench. did it. I was doing it like pause reps in the gym, like able to get like really, really clean, solid singles, comfortable singles. And I was really, really heavy. Like my Wilkes score probably wasn't great. You know, I was in like, that was in like two nineties probably. But, um, I, I was so satisfied with that. Like What's a Wilk the, like, score? Wilk is like your propor- body weight proportion to how much you're lifting. Like BMI and like, type thing? Oh, yeah, like, proportional to your lifting. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So like you lift, you know, like if basically if somebody, if somebody half your, if somebody half your size can lift the same amount of weight as you, that means they're twice as strong. Yeah. Now, do you one rep max or do that like? I, I love. I'm a big advocate of that. A lot of people hate it's at good one to rep like max. Find the limits. I'm always a, worried about a, getting injured. There's a guy I can't anyway. remember his goddamn name. Uh, what's his? I don't remember. He was a fitness guy. He talks about. He had a really good argument because everybody was like trashing. Like, why would you do a one reps max? Like, and all that. And because like because Larry Wheels is a guy I brought up to you earlier. Mm-hmm. He had a famous encounter where. A bodybuilder was trying to lift heavy with him on the incline bench press and ripped his whole entire pec off. Mm-hmm. His pec jumped off his chest, and uh, they a lot of people were trashing that guy. I think it was an honest mistake, but like a lot of people at my gym were mad that that guy got a GoFundMe and stuff, and um, and like why would they be mad that he got a GoFundMe? I, dude, there I I sports people people have the weird like black and white anyway, um. People were mad about that, and it was weird. But um, everybody, everything, everybody was just like everything about it, everything about it. The fact he was ego lifting, the fact that it was this, 
And this one guy just was like more injuries. He made a good point about like more injuries tend to occur on like these three rep maxes and things yeah. like that. When you're like, oh fuck, I'm gonna grind out this third rep, you know, yeah. of, of max effort. Like you're almost better off isolating one totally. attempt and things like that. But when you have like I don't know, you're trying to cross sports crossovers. Well, a tennis player is gonna have a hard time understanding what a powerlifter does, what a bodybuilder does. And, and why, and fundamentally why, and all athletes kind of do have like a certain like understanding of like nutrition and effectiveness and things like that. And some should cross over more and things like that. Like, like football players doing Olymp- Olympic weightlifting and whatnot. Everything teaches you so much and there's infinite to learn. In but then dimension. also you don't want to strive too far away because then it's like, like, like Spread some coaches start to say, I don't teach my players to do uh, cleans cause we're playing football. We're not power cleaning. Yeah, you want to have... And it's like... But the thing is, it's like, dude, you're building explosive mechanics. Like, you really are. Yeah, you want to condition you yourself to what and you're going to be performing. Powerlifting, at. too. You break down these things. You add bands. You add blocks. You add... You change distances and ranges of motion and to give yourself leverages in different spots. And if you're weak off the chest, then, you know, there's there's a procedure. Yep. You do bands and stuff like that. And, yep. you know, um, pause reps. And, That's why it's great to get a coach, somebody who's, like, done it yeah. all and can, like, look at you and be like, oh, here's, like, five ways that you're weak. I am have bad so form. bad with fucking coaches, man. I am yeah, I so bad. I, I have a gr- – so, like, my most recent coach, Leroy Walker, we are great friends and everything like that. But, like, I – and he's a great, like uh, – um, he has he's a great instinctual guy. He's, like, he's been doing this so long. He goes to the gym, lives at the gym kind of guy every day. It's his career. And, uh, he under, like he, I've worked with probably like the, the most because he, uh, he doesn't, he's not up my ass. It's more of like having a friend. Yeah. Like somebody who can just like coach. get you back on track. Uh, he's able to be 50, 50 coach and friend with me on like a good balance. That's the, but best. honestly, I almost like, uh, I don't know. Then all of a sudden, now I'm not consistent, but like I'm kind of off. I don't know. I have my own reasons. See, that's but why I don't. I had a coach though before him, and the coaches, co- other coaches though, like, um, he he just basically embraces my natural qualities too. That's another big thing. But like my coach, like I had like like weight loss coaches and stuff like that. I always end up beefing with. Like, like I, I am. Yeah, it's uh, nice when somebody can see what you're good at and how to develop it. My biggest problem was what you're checking in. Like, like just what's checking the, in simple, the, simple. What have you been? In? Yeah. Your statistics like for the week. week. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, just like logging and recording. Yeah. Just like, and you if, you, if you cheated on your diet, what did you do? What did you have? Yeah. Dude, I could not fucking do it, man. <laughs> I could not fucking t- I, well, the thing is, is then That's I the make, easiest part I make, I, I'll make I like a hundred mistakes. Ways. I made too many mistakes, but then it was like, I was doing like 75% of what he asked and I was too afraid to admit it. And I'm getting results and help from this. And it's like, fuck. And like, I'm too, I don't know, dude. I mean, 75%, I, I, you're going to make progress. I psych, I do therapists and coaches, dude, don't like, I just they won't work on me most of the time. Like, I have to have an alternative fucker. You have to find like, the right guy. Yeah. And, uh, and someone like my, like my coach and friend, Leroy, he, uh, he is just, he's a very, he's profession is strength. So like, He's very good at like isolating just the curl and the bench press particularly. It'd and be cool to find like the perfect coach for every way you want to maximize your life. Whatever you're into, filmmaking, comedy, I've always thought of that too. Well, when when, I, when we're rich, dude, you just fucking, you know. Yeah, I don't know if money helps in that way. You get the girl, you get somebody to slap donuts out of your hand, you know, like I they think say. you got to like meet people and you yeah. got to like, I don't know. I don't I You got to do it yourself. You also have to figure out how to be you happy to on your yourself. own. Yeah. 
And um, so much of it just comes down to the grind and nobody can replace that work for you. Did you have a happy childhood? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a great childhood, actually. I I did have a good, good childhood. I, 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 I had a rough, I, like, You'll hear me saying I don't. But. You'll hear me saying I didn't and stuff like that. And sometimes I really do feel that way. But, like, the truth is I did have a good childhood. Um, but, like, I got my parents got divorced when I was really young. And um, I'm going to try not to get into too much detail and stuff like that. Spill and, the beans. But um, I had like a I was taken away from my mother. I was taken away. Like I had some visitation and then that turned into like 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 just like every two weeks we got to see her for like an hour and like oh. a very supervised thing. After the age of five, my dad had like entire soul. My dad had soul custody, and he but he was allowing me to like us to go, my sister and I to go like see her and spend time with her when I was younger. But after the age of five, there was no more mom, no more of my mom. And And she was like really an important figure, or was she? And I almost don't like talking about this because like I get along with my dad so well and all that, and like I do not like trashing my childhood and the life he tried to provide for me, but like. Being, I was destroyed my whole childhood being taken away from my mother. I was, I was, and it's something I can't even get back. You can't make up for that lost time. Especially if you too. had like an actual good yeah, mom who like and, was nurturing and, and supportive. My, my and mom, narcissist and you know, my, uh, my mom kind of, uh, presented herself unfit at the time, especially. Um, I don't want to get into too much of that. I do. I, I feel my, my opinions on that also shift around a lot. It's tough to grow up. Um, but like my mom has dealt with substance abuse, uh, psychological problems, all sorts of stuff. My mom will openly admit to like being a rough parent with my older two siblings and making too many mistakes, especially with like my sister and stuff. And I'll try not, I don't know. That's their laundry too. I got to be careful. Like, you know, sharing. Well, you ever heard the expression? It's, it's just kids raising kids. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, I've come to realize that a lot too. And, uh, that's another problem I think I my I think my father was really good at having a father son dynamic and I know like a lot of times dad is your brother like sometimes your dad is literally your older brother and well relationships take on you roles know. you know like you can have the same person but be a I, father a brother I had a like some Stockholm syndrome at a young age that like I I really said I don't like admitting that stuff but dude if I'm being honest with you I was a sad fucker I was a sad kid and I felt and guilt. now we do at comedy the age, <laughs> at the age of five. I was so miserable. Really? I, I mean, that's what gets you on fucking stage. Destroyed. That's what gets you on a stage, right? Broken. And um, another thing I wanted to make sure I brought up was the most impactful movie in 2004. So my parents got divorced when I was like, uh, I before I could remember. I remember one of my first memories are like my my getting like brought between my parents, like different houses and stuff, and. Uh, my parents got divorced by the time I was three. And it was all bad. No double Christmas. No double birthdays. No. Fuck. And right. uh, well, like my, I had all that. Um, I had all that at, with my dad at home. But um, he uh, they got a divorce when I was three. Sorry, I'm blanking a little bit here. And oh yeah, but <laughs> 2004, I saw Ang Lee's The Hulk. I remember, and I I like to say I never left the theater when I saw that movie. Like the Hulk being like, and superheroes were very impactful for me at a very young age. I was very, very impacted by superheroes. Like, I I knew that that taught me how to be brave and how to be a man. Like, I really, really took that shit to heart, and how to stand up for people. You have to. I had to be the superhero. I have to like, but the Hulk in particular, I related with 
on like I couldn't I couldn't stop watching that movie. My parents bought it for me. I remember just toy every. I was obsessed with the Hulk. I was that's, the Hulk. That's interesting. I, I mean, and my brother, he, my brother, my whole life, I've, I was obsessed with the Hulk. And now I don't like talking about it as much because I don't like Marvel and Disney and what they've done with everything. But like, oh, what those Marvel movies are candy. They, oh, well, we'll get into that. We'll get. I have. I just have so much to say about that. But um, like, um, I would, I, I would do different personally with the modern stuff. I will say, but Ang Lee's the Hulk, though. I remember mm-hmm. like that being perfect. That was the perfect movie. I was four. It encapsulated it, it. It it was I. That's what I love about people is like there's no explaining why they're interested. Yeah, in something it, like it, they can get obsessed was, with this one thing. Why I knew I say. was the Hulk. I had to be the Hulk. I knew I was like this unstoppable it's an archetype. force. It's an archetype. That's I knew another... I was. I knew I was strong too. I was like I know I'm strong. Like I remember being like eight years old going to school and going Benching I'm fucking strong. strong I'm, I'm the strongest guy and like and being like humble about it too believing entirely that I was the strongest kid in school and then just being quiet none of these people know but I really am like the strongest kid here and like I just and like there probably were like I probably was amongst like there were some like larger kids that had to have been stronger than me and things like that but where but does like, that inner idea come from I, I, I don't know man and like I was just always fully believed and I always uh, valued power and strength too just like stuff like that. And, um, I didn't even try. And like until high school, like it was the first time, like my first experiences with it. I had a CrossFit cousin, but that was like, that was trying to trigger your fucking cardiovascular system and all that. Like, you know, that wasn't, I didn't see that as yeah, like endurance versus strength. And like my cousin used to say that, like used to kind of say that it was weak to not, he would consider weakness, not being able to complete like intense cardio CrossFit drills. But like, that was I I just, you know, I, I thought that's what working out was. And whenever I was invited to the gym by like one of my best friends to try out like to a bodybuilding powerlifting gym, the big techs, I thought that's what I was expecting. I was expecting I'm like, OK, man, we're going to get into it. We're going to be doing some hardcore. I'm going to be dying shit. And then it's like, no, you're just lifting. It's amazing. Yeah, how I can just much lift progress you can make through lifting. And it really it's and I, it was it's a like, fish to water it's hard kind of. It was a fish to water. And in middle school, my brother changed my name on my phone. It still comes up as Lou Ferrigno if I call somebody. That's like the caller ID that comes up. Just because I get you know, obsessed I, with the Hulk that, and stuff. Oh, okay, yeah. That was the guy who played the Hulk in the 70s uh, Hulk show, which I watched like in elementary school, like religiously. Dude, when you're like, a kid I, I, I have you a find fantasy. those shows, you just watch them again and when again. I have, I have a fantasy. I, I, ho- I want them to do that again. I want them to have a real guy play the Hulk. And just like a real massive green guy, like so, it wasn't like it. I guess it's before because I think you could enhance that structure with rather than making like a new CGI giant Hulk, having like a slightly larger than like because like the Hulk was only supposed to be like seven foot in those shows, and Lou Ferrigno was already like six something. What's the archetype of the Hulk? Who is that guy? What do you mean? Like the pattern of the Hulk. Like what is like the it's, fundamental core root of him? It's anger. His nucleus. It's entire. It's anger. It's, it's he represents anger. And I must have been a anger. very angry anger. kid. Anger. It's anger. Yeah, it's 100%. it is. Yeah, totally. anger, it gets angry and becomes a Hulk. Yeah. And the show they mentioned that pain would sometimes have the same effect. He's like sometimes pain because that's the how same he became effect. the Hulk. Tournament. Is he was going to die? But it's somehow. like a traumatic response and. In the or in the pilot of that show, they talk about how um, he's trying to study strength and he's studying like yeah. What's his origin uh, story? And the in this in that show, let's talk about the show. Yeah. I really love that show. I watched the most of it. It's like the pure Hulk in its purest form, in my, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and that show, his name is David Banner because they thought Bruce yep. was too gay. 
Yeah. Bruce was like a well, Batman with took homosexuals. It. Yeah. You made me want a cigarette for some reason. I don't know why. But um, he. Uh, you could vape if you have it. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I, don't, I didn't bring it. Um, he's studying like mothers getting adrenaline rushes and lifting their kids. Like, like, a, like a car flips over and like a mom lifts. I lifted the car. And like they're interviewing like a, like some families and like a mother who lifted the car up off of her son. And he was like, I need in. And meanwhile, the reason why he's studying this is because he, he his wife died in a car crash. So like he had a car crash and he couldn't muster the strength to save her. And like, he then started studying it. And then also there's like a low. I think there's supposed to be like a this is like Bruce a Banner, right? It start it starts. Isn't it David Banner? In, or in David Banner, right, right, right. And uh, Bill Bixby. And he's starting to like re- almost resent. Like the fact that people are getting strong and he's obsessed with it. And he's like, why couldn't I be strong when I needed to be? And, um, uh, he, one thing leads to another, his conclusion is that gamma radiation, he wants to test to see if that has an effect. And, uh, he puts himself in a, in a machine at his lab and like, um, and radiates the shit out of himself. And like the intro to that show is him in the machine, like getting, put into it and it looks like an x-ray like it looks like a like almost like a head x-ray or something it's always some external power and um he he just radiates the fuck out of himself and that's it that's like that's how he becomes the hulk and um on his way home he crashes his car and becomes the hulk and stuff like that like yeah he, he loses his tire and you know he's smashing his hand and stuff trying to change it that's how he survived yeah or he becomes the hulk though like just out of like he's having like the worst night of his life Becomes a Hulk, destroys his car, oh, and it's more of like a werewolf or something like that too. It's like almost like a Frankenstein or a werewolf. I thought the Hulk story was and, they become the Hulk in this moment where like they're about to die, and then the Hulk saves them. Um, in the new like, movies, they almost make it seem that way, but that's not. It's almost like like well, the you know it says like 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 they like that does kind of happen. It's supposed to be from like dis- extreme distress, like just dis- extreme right, like right. so like. If like he like he gets angry, he can get angry on the phone and like turn into the Hulk, and um, that's that's really what it's supposed to be. But like falling off a building, like like Scarlett Johansson pushes him off the cliff, and then the Hulk jumps back up. He he basically like kind of died and regenerates, and that's more of like a Wolverine yeah. thing. That's more of like the Hulk coming. It's almost like like it was like a fundamental anger. <laughs> but it's interesting with like all that. these superhero movies. They how confuse you have the, Okay, also that's my problem too. They the confuse these rules. It's like. Like something like uh, it's like it's like a fish drowning underwater, you know, it's like in SpongeBob when the fishes drown underwater or something like that. It's like they are they're underwater this whole time. Like yeah, like these that. Marvel movies like are not consistent with like a lot of these rules. And then it's like, well, some guy will be too know. weak for something there. And then yeah. over here, he's fine. Or they'll forget Superman is heat ray vision and he shouldn't be in this scenario at all. Or, you know, just like weird yeah. shit or, you know, they forget that Superman's in handcuffs or something weird. Like, you know, like. Those movies are careless. It's hard to keep it all straight. I feel like there's just there's too much, too many fingers in the pie. It's too, it's just a big cash brag. Like Martin Scorsese called those just all amusement park films. I mean, they're like definitely and, amusing. And the original Hulk was so deep and fucking, mm, I don't know. I just, and I don't know. It's, so it's pretty well. each superhero I think represents like a type of person. Yeah. And you have like the Hulk type and then you have and I always really appreciated Spider-Man, but I was always like, I'm the Hulk. And then also as I got older, I related more to Batman, I would say. But that's also because I don't have any powers, bro. I yeah, I'm, powers. I don't know if it's like a type of person like, I don't know. Like, so you have all of these different ways that people categorize themselves, even just I'm a Gemini. I'm a blah, blah, blah. You know, like they have personality tests. They have astrology. 
And I think people are generally recognizing that people are of a type. What type am I? How can I use that as a predictive framework for how people are going to act? I will say on that, on that uh, two things I want to say about that. First one is uh, just to say the last thing about superheroes uh, on that note is like, I remember in middle school thinking like, what if I had a superpower where I could be funny? Like I could pause time and think of the best funniest statement and like, and then replay it. And, and then just like, and then I just realized like, well, go do stand up for well, the years. thing is, is what I didn't, what I realized in that fantasy was that it's like, well, you're basically saying that you are funny enough to come up with something. You just need enough time is what you're saying. Like, and then I, I was like, what if I could stop time and come up with the best thing? And then like, I was like, wait a minute. Wow. Play. I actually have that idea. I caught myself actually realizing like, am I, am I capable of just being nice. the funniest person or something like that? And then like, I remember watching comedy like when I was young and like, I've been watching comedy my whole life actually. But like in middle school was when I got like, like, like large influences. And, um, I remember like realizing, like being like, I would almost do this, but I would only say the funny stuff, you know, just like having that idea. Like I would do that, but I'd trim all the stuff that's not funny. And like, that's, you know, what everybody's trying to do. And then, um, it didn't hit me until I was like 14 and like, I had this class called teen leadership where like everybody told me I should do stand up Cause I was basically doing stand up every day, public speaking and stuff like that. Leadership qualities. Yeah, I feel like somebody has to tell you. Few people have to tell you before you're gonna like go be like, here's what I think. Let me but, tell you uh, under the lights. But the as far back to what you were saying though on personality types, um, I I did a bunch of acid one time in my room and a lot of stuff happened. It's like there's like a famous trip I like to like re-reference a lot, and uh, where I took like two tabs of acid and was getting like like the giant neon wall visuals and stuff like that around me. And I was writing a lot of this stuff down. I actually still have the stuff I was writing. But um, one time I uh, at one point I like convinced I like I was like uh, it was like it was like I don't know. I was like, I don't know if I got because you lose your train of thought a lot on acid, too, because it like it like just like obliterates your perception of time. And I felt like I was communicating with like aliens or like beings mentally. And um they were they had a bunch of weird stuff to say like that they you were like any of it? well one of the main things Maybe was like were. that there are only a set amount of personality types there was like around like 13 or something weird i don't know it was like some well not um, necessarily like a like a, any no there weren't like there's 13 but it was like there's like there's like categories there's a few amount and it basically it was like the, everybody kind of we share as people we share scenarios that play out so like different like it almost seemed to me like at the time I put it as like Shakespearean plays. Like we're all reliving like Shakespearean plays at our own points in time in our own worlds. But it only makes out. sense. Like the whole and like there's the there's the fat guy. There's the this. There's the that. And like everybody's playing their roles. And everybody everybody's from it's and it's uh, subjective to each person too. Yeah, like the whole world who they are. Stage. They're the main character in each of their roles. But they're also fulfilling a role in other people's lives. Yes. And uh, but the. And when I, and then I also had the sense of like, and I'll, I'll, you ever feel like you're meeting the same people over and over again? I, like, I've like, met that guy, like the NPC idea. It's like, like, I oh, have I like a best NPC. friend. Like I keep, I feel like I keep seeing him in comedy. Like there's like multiple people that remind me of this one guy. You ever meet somebody and, like, and their eyes are just dead and you're like, this thing's a machine. It's a robot. I, um, for I whatever reason, when I was way. in I, Vegas, I, 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 I'm, I give people the benefit of the doubt, honestly. Like well, that's if, nice. I, I know that sometimes like that's real. Like people do have dead eyes and they are dead yeah. inside and you yeah. should almost fear that person. It's not but, even like afraid. It's I like, always it's like, like, like they're a plant. I, I just 
try to mine for the for the good stuff, you know, with, that's with good. people. Like I that's really, I'm a people person. But sometimes you do meet somebody and they're just like, I don't know, they're they're not there, they're vacant. Sometimes you ever fucking hate someone? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. like 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 I can't stand this motherfucker. Or yeah. Like I don't get that too often. But like I remember, like I don't know what it was about this kid. One time, there was, I'm gonna try to be as vague as possible, and like I don't really know his name and stuff either. But like there was a kid hanging around, just like being an alcoholic. He reminded me of like another kid, another guy I knew, but worse. And like I could just tell his personality. I could just see what was happening to him. I knew he was like a similar kind of guy, and I knew that he was just kind of like lying to himself and the people around. It was just like a really weird. Like a guy trying to do comedy that was just trying to do some kind of weird scene. Just like a, he was, I, I just got the feeling that this kid was trying to like had some really weird idea. He wasn't really into it. Didn't seem like he was taking it seriously in the right way or just, I don't know what the deal was. And like, you remember the kid was really off putting to me. I didn't want to be around him as much, but I was very nice to him. He was nice too. And like, I don't, I don't know. I try not to be like, like a bully too. Like I try to, I got bullied a lot and I kind of am considered like a scene. I like, I remember like, uh, these girls, these girls, I was, this girl I was dating and was just like, I don't know. People say that I give like initial bully vibes, basically. Like I seemed like I was a mean guy to stuff people in the lockers in school you'll, when you'll, I, when I was not at all, I became that after school. I were like, but then also I like bullies now. Almost every bully, I'm I I, I kind of like realized had the potential right? to be my friend oh. almost. And there was a lot of people I couldn't stand like a lot of like first impressions. There's a lot of people who made really terrible first impressions on me that I became very close with later. Like I would have never have guessed on my yeah, first that impression. Does happen in life that sometimes. happens to me a lot. And uh, I feel like I do that to people a lot. And, um, but, uh, I stand up for myself a lot now more than I used to almost too much. And I almost have a no more Mr. Nice guy like philosophy now that I'm older because I'm almost like afraid of getting bullied or like stepped on or whatever. But um, well, it and is like now to, like, well, and also like years have passed since I came to came to that conclusion, too. So like I'm not uh, I don't know, but I make sure to stand up for myself and I almost like feel the need to be tough again, like the Hulk. Like, you know, you're not going to, you know, but people need to be able to set Those, boundaries, dude, right? There was one time that this guy was like trying to bully me in my kitchen. We're adults now. And I was nine. I was like 19. And there's this guy who was like 35 who resented me and was just like, he was, this guy was, I mean, I know I'm losing my hair, especially for a long, at a young age. Are but you? This guy, like, I mean, I have a really distinct, like fucking widow's peak. And like, I maybe, I don't know. I, I feel fine, but, yeah. um, it's all just hair. People, yeah, people, 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 other people like to like to talk to me about that and stuff. Okay. But this guy in my kitchen would accuse me of being bald all the time and stuff like that. And the, uh, the, among other things, I remember that was like the biggest thing for him, though. And he was a very patchy, fucked bald. Like it was scary to look at. He had to shave his head all the time. And I made fun of him a couple times just to bust his chops. But I think he took that to to heart. And among other things, like this guy was really sneaky and would like go around and talk shit or you'd say something and he'd blow it out of proportion or you know, just like he was this real schemey guy. Nobody really took him seriously because he was kind of pathetic. Like he was an asshole and like everyone knew it too. And um, he just like kept wouldn't stop. And I, I don't remember the exact scenario. I'm trying really hard to paint the context for what I'm about to say. But like he said something really fucking rude to me one time in the kitchen. And I fucking just punched him in the stomach. Whoa. And I'm not the kind of guy. And I don't I haven't been in like a shit ton of fights or anything. 
but it was just like a fucking just I just up, pent up boom I socked him in the gut just real quick and fast wow. and it was just like uh like I will lose my like I just just I had to let this guy know to to stop like I don't I didn't know what else to do and he was being so childish that I like literally like oh if you want to be childish I'll, I don't know oh that's a good and it was a quick little thing you're, you're teaching he him, didn't tell right? a soul it didn't wasn't brought up again well, he's but probably embarrassed it was and, and he definitely didn't act you know he respected me more he didn't uh, you know and like he backed off more and stuff and I worked with him for quite a long time before he quit uh, that kitchen job this is we're in a kitchen you know. And just weird stuff. I just like had to do that one time. It was There's just this, like a uh, weird dominance thing. Like, well, okay, what man, was like, wrong with him gonna, that he was needing to do that? And why did that solve the problem? Well, I think it solved the problem because like, it, I mean, people need boundaries. They need yeah. boundaries, even as a practical way. To and know I promise, I'm not the kind of guy that where, really does that kind of thing. But are. like, it was just I just knew I had to do that, and I just did it, and yeah. it helped. It fixed the problem. Like, I just I don't know. I'm also big on like. I try to I try to be a leader. I try to fix problems. I try to be a problem solver and I'm not the smartest guy like But like put yourself in the headspace of somebody who's being really insulting yeah. and really rude and I've been that guy before. We all have. We all have. My yeah, I it's was projecting most of the time. It's projecting almost always. Yeah. Yeah, so like there's something fucked up in your head where you feel the need to say all that. And this is why I love the idea of karma where like there's no possible way for you to do something that is even the slightest I love evil the idea of karma too. Yeah. Yeah. Like without it rebounding, it always has an after effect. I, I feel like they call comedy, the karma business. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And that. it's just, well, it kind of makes sense if you, the way that the context I've heard it, like the, like Joey Diaz, like has said that in, in older episodes, but like, of Rogan's they say podcast or his podcast? His own, I think, mainly is where, I, if I'm being specific. But um, I've never heard he, that. I'm sure he said it on Rogan's too. But he likes to call. He used to like to do it more. But he likes to call comedy the the karma business, and it makes sense when you consider like you know it really is like how much you put in, how much work you're putting in, like um, the responses. You know, like it's it's a business. It's a almost startup. on. A, he was so almost being effort. slightly superstitious about it, and like I almost agree, like. It, it is weird. Like I try not to be super superstitious and all that. Like I, I did have a huge atheist phase, like a hardcore atheist phase in middle school. And like, I actually like kind of eased off of that, honestly. And like, especially doing psychedelics and stuff introduced me being more spiritual, appreciating the religion I was provided with and things like that. There's this quote and, that keeps um, coming to mind while you're talking and, from Nietzsche. And, and I love, I love talking to my mom and grandma about, catholicism and things like that like it's just i really enjoy it but um religion is a big part of people's life i it permanently has a like the god dynamic in my head is like a permanent thing like the if i'm being perfectly well, honest when you're raised young and you have all that stuff put into you but yeah the quote is uh i call an animal or a species sick when they choose what hurts them yeah and like if you're doing something if you're insulting if you're projecting that if you're fits doing a lot of things we've spoken about yeah right like, yeah. yeah like and it is such a good definition of sickness basically um but on the I, you know whatever we don't have to we can yeah. circle back on to how that connects to other threads on, on the god and religion thing what do you believe now Dude, I really, I re I'm really into like the Catholic thing, but like, I don't stress about that. I don't, um, some Muslim, uh, some Muslim fucker. Some One time I was, I had a Jewish Muslim guy, fucker queer. friend of mine. Oh, I was, sorry, I had a, I had a Muslim friend from the country Jordan. The and, like, they're actually out. pretty white there, um, honestly, but 
I I just had a he had I mean I had a really intriguing talk about religion one time, but basically it's like like when you you're die, not, you you're wake up really the last up? thing you need to do is stress over that. That's very the true, last right? thing you need to do. Whatever conclusion you come to is like you really. It's the last thing um, you have to do. So and it's like, like the first thing everyone does. <laughs> it's like everything so is about God and religion. It's the last I, thing you have to stress it's, about. I think in in my experience, in my context, in my background, it's a little easier to kind of come to like a religious conclusion and then not think about it anymore because then it's easier to kind of throw away. It's easier to kind of look at things as fate. Oh, that's what I was trying to bring up earlier basically is, uh, um, I don't know, just I do kind of have like a superstition – Sometimes like, I let myself get superstitious for creativity too. So like, I know this doesn't really make any sense or align with any particular ideology, but like I have a chip on my shoulder almost, or not a chip on my shoulder, a confidence because I was I'm born here doing comedy. I was, I was, I was born in Austin I'm, or I was born in the city over. Yeah, I grew up in Austin. Place. This is your home. I feel like a connection to the land, like a weird native American connection, like, like I feel, and I almost was like, tell myself that the city's giving back to me. Oh, and then also just like kind of taking the heart for fun That's a cool idea. for the most part about comedy being the karma business and like being righteous and putting in hard work and treating it like a real job that means though, treating it like a real job and what you put in, you get out. You know, if you want to, if you want a lot out of comedy, you better be ready to, but everything to that you want to build from the ground up is going to take everything you have. That you yeah, know, so like, you could say that karma is involved in everything. I guess. Well, right. I guess that is the point. Of that karma. is that. Oh, that that is the conclusion to come to. That and then also that's the samurai shit of how like you one perf- once you like master something, you start seeing that and everything. You know, so like you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Once you figure out how to do something, you can repeat it and apply that process what, and, to multiple and dimensions. The world is just math for one thing too. Math is Probably, just the right? representation of the world. Yeah, it is like, the most fundamental. Geometry is the shapes. Science. Math is counting the you know counting. You have you know, math. Numbers are the units. Biology. Well, math, chemistry, biology, and then I remember else. like that didn't well, cl- no, yeah, that math, didn't click physics, to me till an acid trip. Biology. And then everything else that didn't click to me till an acid trip, like one time that like, it feels oh, so good math is the world. Oh, the world is math. But I don't know. And if then these it's scientists like, understand one time I had yet. like a vision of like numbers exploding, like the big bang, but then like a bunch of numbers came out of it. And I was like, what does it mean? What does it mean? And I'm trying to think about math and I'm having these images. Like I had like a, but even math looked like a death star of like grids and like, you know, like mathematical like, equations playing out. What is them. infinity? But infinity here's the conclusion. You don't understand all the math. I, I was like, it's, I basically came to the conclusion that it's the math itself. It's like, what, oh, the, the numbers itself. Like, I don't know. Like, I, like the number four or what? Basically, it, this like, uh, I was, I was like, oh, oh, what, all these numbers. What do they mean? Dude, oh, the numbers idea. themselves are the universe. Like, oh, I see. I the answer the, is the numbers themselves. I, I have know, had the like, idea that the whole universe revolves around a single number, and I think this was before I saw it in a, a movie or a TV show. Wasn't well, it trippy how zero is like? Like it was like a religion. It's like a weird. Like, zero makes sense to me actually. Zero was like a like one of my math well, teachers showed us like a documentary about how they used to not believe in zero. Well, you could, there's nothing that's weird. truly zero outside yeah, of the well, theory like, it, it's of it's a like, weird fucking you know, Middle Eastern math and arithmetic or whatever. That's like a weird Egyptian conclusion, like like the concept of zero and the way we start counting. You know, like like zero and infinity. Damn, are like they were in the sand just figuring just, out math, man. They yeah. were just yeah and rediscovering it, like the same guy that discovered calculus. Like, well, like, yeah, if you if you have pieces Newton missing, you will discover them. That's the beauty of math and science. But that's the whole point. Or of, like, science changes. 
science is always the changing. earth is flat yeah yeah, yeah. Like, like, try to drive off the edge and tell me how that goes like find the edge if it's flat you should be able to find the edge oh man it's just a, that's <laughs> the like where's the edge it's just a fun game for contrarians it is uh, hilarious just, yeah but yeah i i, I, I always like it, it's yeah I always act like I'm a flat earther for some reason. I don't know why. I think it's just funny to be like, of it course it's flat. Like, I don't know. What do people say? Like, there's a crystal dome above, you know, there, it's like, well, I how do meteorites hit the earth then? I've heard like, a bunch of things. One just hit Russia. You're, uh, you're like a half circle, basically, like, or a cone. You're an ice cream cone almost. And like going straight up. That's what gravity is, is because you're going straight up and you're also spiraling or something. Well, weird. if it is flat, why can't we find an edge? Um, because the government and yeah, also exactly. um, the Antarctica government. is the is like a fortress keeping us in. We think it's this little thing at the bottom, but it's actually this wall. It's around. made of ice. You could just dress in a lot of it's warm gear and walk ice it. Border. I'm pretty but sure we you think can it's walk. a small thing, but yeah. it's uh, hilarious. It's funny. I don't know. They have they have everything covered. Like I had a buddy who really assured me of that. We have Every like point. we have a like, lot uh, uh, you can of do, things but, solved in science, yeah. but I think we're just now getting started with the big questions. And everything is just a theory until it's been proven and tested and uh, it, test and and proven multiple times and multiple. I dimensions. almost don't see us having as much of the problem as we've had in the past of like you know people believing in like wrong scientific theories that are disproven and then you got the scientists that won't let go well people should educate and, themselves um, because it's like very well i think we're at a point where there's not going to be a, there's less of that as we go on i think so too. i think i think there's a lot, a lot less information is so accessible now and like you know you don't have one of the most annoying things about scientists is they like say things in a way that's way more complicated than it has to be they could use simple words but they went to school for it's 20 like years and never got fucked and so now we all have to pay for it it's like politicians scientists are a little more probably uh I, I just think that they hide they mask their knowledge because you they can't, want to it's like the whole if you can't explain are. it to a six-year-old like nothing is that complicated quantum physics like all this shit is like not that crazy if you can't explain it to a six-year-old you don't really understand it well i don't thing, understand quantum physics i don't understand any of it but i get the concepts that like you know just starting in uh all things are made i don't have atoms. enough interest I don't have and then those interest. atoms are, have particles. And then, the, well, okay. I, I mean, I can be like, okay, you're going to take a test about quantum physics, learn what you can and all that. I don't give a shit to the point where like I might just lose that right away. But or, that's the bleeding edge but of, I've never really that, tried. of unprovable. Like nobody really knows. We're like building these super colliders to test these theories. And some of the stuff we do get data and are able to find. But all of it is probably just math. It's all just vibrating strings in space. And we're trying to draw boundaries around it and be like, that's a rock. What the fuck? You'll never be able to describe what that rock is. You'll never know it in its infinite complexity because you can only know what you manage to sense and what humans have discovered about rocks, and you've only learned a subset of that to begin with. So everything is... This is one thing I got from my... Mm. Now I'm all riled up. Uh, one thing I got from my uh, mushroom trip that I had a similar trip that was impactful was that it's hilarious that people draw boundaries around things. And the only reason they draw boundaries and they encapsulate something with a word is so that they can describe it because everything is infinitely complex and we've discovered none of that complexity to date. So we have to like simplify it into one word. And then we're like, rock, blurb, you know? The, the boundaries are necessary. They're necessary. To getting you there. Yeah, the point. because otherwise we can't communicate. Well, it's also like... It's also like what it, like a boundary. What is a boundary is also like can be a lot of things, but like uh, con having constructs are important tools 
to articulate and manipulate, but the, the your environment. Just, I'm so annoyed that scientists always pass off their knowledge like it's fact, when in reality, they have only know what they've managed to learn, which is a subset of what's been discovered. So they I have a bad shit. habit of just taking what those smart guys say, like with just without well, any. You kind of have to, right? Yeah. I'm, oh, you you're wearing you have glasses. You might you must know, you know, but um, nobody can learn all of like physics and chemistry and all this stuff. Like it's impossible. But you can just then, get like, the broad strokes and it's pretty Neil good. Neil deGrasse Tyson's a big one where he kind of goes around like <laughs> he's a good debunker. Yeah, yeah. Like he just does that. You know, he just kind of blows off. He yeah. seems to blow stuff off a lot. And then it's like, huh? Well, it's all it makes you think. I don't know. Makes you want to study. I don't well, know, I he's guess. got a good. That's all blood yeah, nerd it, shit. It does. Well, I think it's like very fascinating. Maybe that's just me. I think it's very interesting. And there's so much that has been discovered. And honestly, you can. Learn you think science all. is very, very interesting. Oh, yeah, I mean, it totally. is. I love biology. But I think science and religion are the same exact thing. We're just trying to understand reality. That's all we're trying to do here. We're trying to that's figure out what is real and what to do about that's it. That's why they were fighting wars. And at this point, we're at a, a conclusion where it's like science is almost looked at like a math. Or something like that, and and where it kind of should be, it's more of like a tool. Like science, it's is, a tool. Science is the understanding of how the you know of the world and how it reacts to each other. And math like represents the world, but science is the uh, applicable knowledge of the world. I don't know. I, I don't see it? them. There's so, a definition. I think somewhere. I think math is a tool. Chemistry is a tool. Physics is a tool. You know, um, like all of these. Well, are they're methods. not. Well, but physics, none of them. It's not a tool. No I mean, we theory. use we use our understanding of it as a tool. But physics it, itself exists on its own. That and is a question I've always had that I've never been able to come to a conclusion on is math must exist on its own. Yeah, that's what right? I'm, that's what I, my conclusion was with that trip of having like, like I said, I had a big bang and like numbers flew out of it. It's a discovery in my head. Like I was like, so what math. the fuck does that mean? And it was like like the big bang unleashed math everywhere. That's yeah, hard. It's but then it's like, well, you got two marbles on the ground. <laughs> I mean. There's two marbles on the ground. But somebody had to discover a rhythm. One is one is the sure as fuck real. Because I'm alone I'm lonely as fuck. I'm <laughs> I'm one. And um damn, but uh now I'm too sad to go out. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, uh, no it's like that is the only thing like, that we can prove unit is that is we one, exist. And then one there's one and there's none. The one and zero. And so like how many of one are there? It's really just all number like the number one hundred is one a hundred times. Yeah. One eh, man, it's just, you know, I mean, where do you start counting? You know, I guess like, like well, you there's know, higher mathematics, like people yeah. are going to invent new maths. So counting this whole concept of counting we have is just trying to make sense of yes. items in front of us. That's like a lot of that is our subjective mind. So it isn't a human creation. It's a discovery of the universe. Right. I yeah. Don't know. I yeah. mean, I don't know the answer to these questions. Yeah. That's just one of those things where it's like, that's too vague for people to really appreciate. I don't know either. But like, yeah, I mean, it, everything is like, this, like, how, like, it, it, that's like kind of saying like this microphone isn't natural. We built this. It's metal. It doesn't belong in nature. True. We came from nature though. They are natural yeah, on another did. planet where earth happens and people happen. They're going to make their own microphones. Probably true. And you know, just fish, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I like the idea that everything that we interface with is an artificial world already. We already live in a virtual reality because none of this is from nature. That's also like people psych themselves out thinking they're going to be in, in like the the matrix or whatever but it's that that's back to the religious like the sopranos covers that pretty well. It's like Yeah, I've never seen it. Just ignore it basically. Just ignore it, man. They, they don't don't there are plenty of things to stress about these days. I think but like, the matrix might be having more man versus God. man versus what is that? Man versus God. 
whenever you're like philosophical and like that's destroying you can destroy your life like 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 by being too obsessed with meaning in your head but also i think it. a lot has to be going well for you if you're obsessed with like what does it all mean I right. think I think nobody starving is like I think well, I think people will always suffer and I think you will put yourself in suffering if you don't have it already no matter who you are and um it's kind of like people caught up with like really bad mental disorders like bipolar and stuff like that the problem never gets fixed they reintroduce another problem they don't want right it fixed. away bipolar they don't want they it's it. always it's like though there's the problem comes first you are after an issue here and your life is revolved around you know a little but, mental illness is the spice of life you know? Yeah. It's just adding a little variety. It's like salt yeah. and pepper to a dish. But not when there's good. a lot of yelling on Christmas, man. Yeah, you can oversalt things. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But um Nobody likes cumin. I don't know. Maybe cumin's good. And uh it's crazy how much like progress you can make with yourself and then you have to still have to deal with somebody else who's just started and things like that and Yeah. I and like, then all these are opinions too. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I think we have we naturally but, consider ourselves to be like a normal. We consider ourselves to be normal naturally. Like it's just natural to be like, oh, I'm normal. I'm my point of reference because mm-hmm. I'm familiar with myself. And then, um, and then you judge other people and be like, you're crazy or you're wrong or you're this and that. And I just like, think I nobody know. knows. I mean, I empathize with that, and I definitely grew up thinking like, um, I'm this guy, and that's the way it is. The older I get, the more convinced I'm not even convinced. I see it as a fundamental fact of the universe that none of these monkeys walking around, nobody knows. For one human to lead another is madness. It's madness. Now we have ideas. We have provable, testable theories, math, science, all that stuff. And so we have some clues as to what's really happening. We are but for the Muslims to say, this is God. And the Jews to say, no, that's God. And the Christians are, it's all the God of Abraham. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, like, um, you guys are on the it's same. Not team. Necessar- it's also Fine. not, it's not, necess- they, they all do know they believe in the same God. It's more so that like, yeah, these rules are the this, one rule. He Whatever. wants, this, he wants this. It needs to be, it's this all about way. control. It's all about power. People um, just like in the same way, a politician likes to have power, a clergyman, a priest likes to have power. Yeah. Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah. But the real power, this comes back to Nietzsche is the power that you build into yourself. I think it's Your really power lifting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like actual, that is a manifestation of that, isn't it? It's literally, like literal power like, being gained. I think level. leaders are necessary, though. Back to, a, you know, just backtracking this a tad. Like, like you know, for one human to follow another, we need leaders. Like, we also really, really, like, just, we don't, we have the potential, we have the potential to not need leaders or to be the leader or be your own leader. But um, that is such like a, I think people want leaders. If, well, like, dude, you're on, you're you're uh, trapped on an island. Someone has to take initiative, and like I know, like like Lord of the Flies shows like how wrong, how bad that can go. It, but then it's also like it's a dangerous concentration of power, and and it's also just like in family dynamics and stuff like that. The father is the leader and needs to be and needs to be a provider and a protector. I think and, you do have to have that concentration of power to get anything done in this world. And so, yeah, yeah. you need leaders Well, in the world we've created too. in the world yeah. that we've created. And it's a natural thing. We see the same thing in other animals and other species that there'll be like the, the alpha frogs are gay. lion or whatever. What was it? Yeah. The frogs frogs are, are gay. Yeah. These queer frogs. Switching genders all the time. Mm-hmm. Gender is another thing. It's like, con- it's like you were talking up. about boundaries earlier. There's a huge boundary, you know. But um, it's yeah. I mean, all this gender confusion is absolutely interesting. I think we got to the for a long time. What I think was confusing people was like people felt like um 
gender you have the right you you do have the right for your gender to be a construct if you feel that way like like i mean you know if you want to change your gender and stuff like that like that's that really is up to you if you're trying i don't know so, how I much mean, do you think it is true versus a bid for attention? you do have you have to be able to acknowledge like your natural genders and things like that and um which is a sensitive topic for people with uh transgendered individuals and um Cause it's like uh, they, they and now they have like what's what was your cis like you know what were your what was your yeah, biological what language. was your original and then like you go to like fill out like a CVS thing and then they're like what was your original gender why do we have to ask why is that relevant and then you know then you get like social justice warriors who you know country and I don't know it's but, interesting um, this trend it's um. I mean, I'm all for like blowing o- open the categories. Yeah, let's open Pandora's let's, box wide open. Yeah, let's I see mean, what comes out. Yeah, I mean, there's not. I mean, there's not a lot to say, honestly, about the genders, about that stuff. Yeah. It is just kind of like it is. Do whatever you want. You can be a furry. You can be a whatever. I don't you can even be the know the other what, gender. Yeah, Some people's other, world. You can't be multiple. That's just greedy. <laughs> Come on, you can't say they them. And like you're gonna be multiple. You're gonna confuse the whole pronoun system. And then I have to like mess with my reality to conform to that. No chance. No fucking chance. You ever you worn it women- singular, just like everyone else. You ever put on women's clothing? Uh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. One time, one time I looked at a pair of panties and I was like, I thought about trying them on, and then I was like, I was afraid. I was like, that might be a door you open. You can never go back down. I set them, set them down. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just as a like, kid, I've never done it. I as was an adult, like, but. <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, I was like. 11 or something. make believe or whatever. I was like, let me try these. I was like, let's put these panties on. And yeah, I was like, see what it's like, no, don't do that. What if, it, what if you can't stop? Oh, well, what that, if you can't I think stop? if you're like in when your I was 20s 11, or I was, 30s yeah. and you're still doing it, you got a problem. When I was 11, I was like, this might ingrain something. Uh, that, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably a good idea. Been, yeah. It's probably a good idea. Should have been a girl back then, man. Yeah. Man, we have covered some territory. What do we need to circle back on? Uh, um, Like I said, I'm the kind of guy where like I... I uh, trail off a lot. Oh no, camera died. I did notice with those cameras, um, they turned off after a while. Like always, I didn't know how to stop it. Just like after a certain like space or whatever, like they, I could never figure out how to like get them to stay on for more than thirty minutes or something weird like that. Interesting, you use Audacity too. I like. I, Audacity. I do use it a lot because it's a quick, easy, yeah, easy one to jump on to. Let's talk about AI. Let's conclude with AI. Yeah, yeah. So I think that all these content jobs, AV, filmmaking, anything to do with production of content is about to get way easier. Like I talk to Chat GPT until it tells me not to every single day. Whenever it says you made too many requests in an hour, that's when I you know close my laptop. Not every day, but very often. I am like too scared to be into AI to the level you are. Like this is just, I'm terrified like, of it as well. Um, that's part of the excitement, right? That yeah. is part of the interest well, it's too. It's just powerful. It's just um, crazy powerful. Dude, I see it I see it being like I, I really see it have being able to, to do whatever we can fathom. And here's the thing. Wait you're trying to recreate a person is what you're doing. When yeah. you're trying to recreate a like a computer, 
you're, you're trying to get like you're trying to make a better person that's ultimately like that's what all technology is leading to yes you're wanting an ear to be you know all like, engineers just, are trying to rebuild their mind they're trying to code. rebuild a per like the optimal human in different way or the optimal thing for the to make enhance life but well i think we're trying to rebuild intelligence we, we want we want another species we want another species like we want like a tech species you ever hear of terence mckenna yeah, yeah. I don't He's know too much guy. about it. I know he takes a lot of psychedelics. He's a, lot a of very big proponent of psychedelics. But one of the things he always said is we're trying to build a tool, not just any tool, a tool that can do anything. And then he would say anything. No, very much so. Yeah. And like, that's what AI is. It's a tool that can do anything. Well, that's that's just like the the that's like what we're all implying. Right. That's like, you know, just that's that's like that's like obviously I mean, that's where, where we're headed. headed. Yeah, that's where we're headed. And I think a lot of movies get it, get if not the whole thing right, like lots of parts. Like, I think 2001: A Space Odyssey is one of the most accurate portrayals. Even though, like, they got the 2001, we weren't doing that shit. But um, it is like, uh, well, they say like, oh, these machines, they won't have emotions. It's like emotions are responsible for fucking every atrocity that's ever been done. We're, we're seeing, of we're seeing companies, personal companies, go out into space and stuff yeah. like that, and like. In 2001, there was like LG on the spaceships and stuff like that. That's what's happening now. You're ever going to have Google, Tesla spaceships, totally Apple spaceships and stuff like that. If, if we get our way. And I mean, um, I think it's already happening. SpaceX is like has reusable rockets. I don't know. With all work. these flat earthers and everybody. Yeah, what are they going to do when everything? we got a moon base? <laughs> um, like, oh, that's part of the flatness. <laughs> it's it's so all fucking, the universe is flat. That's what they're going to say. It's the flat universe. Dude, so far we well, have kind of dropped the, the ball then. with space, man. Yeah, that's space. So, so space true. is so fucking vague and, and uh, unknown. We've in the uh, oceans, but we know more space. about space in the ocean, also yeah. apparently, which is crazy. But well, it helps that you can see it. I all. honestly think that we've had to have traveled. That being said, I still think we've traveled the ocean more. I think the ocean is just so vast and uh, space. There's n well, space, I think no air is better time. than water. <laughs> like, like no air is submerged in a dangerous. With light, you can just look at these different frequencies and then just see different time periods depending on that frequency so that's what the james webb space telescope but, is really good at is looking back and then in time. it's so fantastical all of it like the idea that like the fucking module that they were in with the original first uh moon landing was like paper thin walls they could fucking foil you could rip your hand through I think they're always going to be you that could way. hit your foot through it and like just rip through the whole thing yeah and you're in fucking space how did that not happen seriously yeah. how did that just how'd you not drop or you can't drop a wrench but like um they call it the tyranny of the rocket equation that's the, the more that's one of the you add the that's one of the biggest ground mm-hmm and there's no escaping it until we come up with like some theory of gravity or whatever, you know, like. How do you feel about the conspiracy theories about all that being bullshit, though? Like what? The, the moon landings being bullshit. And all I don't that. think that's all bullshit. separate from flat I mean, earth. And stuff. Even if it was, we can do it now. So I don't and think like, it really matters. And like Stanley Kubrick's but... probably one of my biggest inspirations. I will bring him up nonstop a lot. There's, uh, But, you know, he's famous for being accused of uh, coordinating the moon landing. Um, I, I've never looked into it, but like we have the rocks and we can, and we've gotten more rocks um, since then. It's so like you can be the contrarian flat earther, like the whole way on that shit. Like you really can be like, who, uh, who I just are, think it's, those are lava rocks. You like, would have to but, have a government that is so sophisticated and intelligent that it could actually keep that secret. You know, the um, government isn't that effective. But there, there's that. And there's also like, you keep a small, keep it small. I could see it literally going both ways is what's weird. It'd be cool. It'd be cool. Um, I mean, but well, I mean, there's so much incentive for both sides. There's more incentive to fake it, honestly. 
I think it's harder opinion. to fake it than I it do is think, to do it, actually. I think we That's did it, too. I actually think we did it, too. But there's so many more. It's so many more arguments, so many more everything. Well, like, we're building a base on it right now. So what does it even matter if it was faked? I mean, it and really then, but then would it's be also like we only went it. a handful of times. It wasn't worth it when the when we stopped competing with other countries for it. We stopped. There is like a world unification sure. to space travel and also the idea of aliens One coming. competition. Aliens coming is going to cause mass hysteria, yeah. like for sure. But then it's also like. Like the theory behind Watchmen. It would unite the world, though. The theory behind we Watchmen, let's spoil Watchmen just a little bit, um, is like there's, the, there's a, it's a guy trying to introduce an alien. So he, he like, I don't know if, he, I don't remember if he created it or gets like a being, finds an, he either finds an alien or creates one. And nukes, sends in a nuke, basically blames it on the alien. I don't know. He rigs an alien attack. Oh, yeah. Using like a portal and stuff like that. Oh, cool. And it's all fabricated and it's meant to like, and it wipes out like, and it kills an entire New York City. That's like, like what the main like villain or antagonist in that movie is doing. And Dr. Manhattan is like a godlike level guy. He's like the only superhero mutant, like really in that universe. He agrees with it because he's like, oh, yeah, that makes perfect sense. If you, uh, you know, that, what, what that's going to do, the like- alien attack will unify the world. And then we'll be uh, all working together against aliens. Even though there are no aliens, you fabricated it or whatever. If there are aliens, they're not attacking. You sent like idea. a giant whale through and you know space whale and all that. But um, yeah, that's like the big theory that if aliens come, we'll all unify. And I know that I don't know. I, mean, I saw a UFO one time. Nice. I saw it local locally from here. I saw it in North Austin. What did it look like? It looked like I was with a girl. Um, and I was, I don't remember if we had just smoked weed or we were trying to smoke weed or in the process of it. Um, I'm going to probably interview her at some point and try to like, you know, have her and I like talk about that in depth, but it was a very, it looked like the top of a water tower. It looked like a weird rocket and it was cylindrical and it was metallic-y and it, uh, it reminded me of like a sheet metal texture and it had a turbo booster in the back, like, like a rocket league style, like. Like like torch flame coming out of the back. It was just like a back. government thing then. It was. It, I um. She she was pretty certain at the time that that's what it was. I didn't know. I really didn't know, and I don't jump. I try not to jump to conclusions to the point where it was scaring me to not jump to a conclusion, you know. But um, it came. It if it moved like a blimp, but it clearly wasn't a blimp, you know. We got like a really good look at it, and it was really big. It was hard to tell how big it was versus how close it was, but I remember it being like as tall as this building is. Uh, from the ground is how high it was and oh, that's close. It, and it flew over over us and like like this like slow like like i said it moved like a blimp and uh just like came right over us and it was like a zzz, almost sounded like a hybrid car or something like that weird and um was it a blimp it flew on <laughs> by it it couldn't have been a blimp dude like i saw it like like there was no compartment for a blimp or anything like that. Like it was, it was just like, and I don't know how it could have been floating. It didn't have wings. I don't like, know. There's no aliens. Hard to say, guys. I, I, well, I don't think it was aliens. I really don't think that was aliens. But I'll tell you what, though. If they're seeing are aliens, that and being like, "What the fuck is that?" There's bacteria. It, so in, it was so intense and all that. And I've told the story before. I got fucking instantly pissed off. I got furious seeing upon seeing that and being like, and then realizing that I'm looking at something unordinary or secretive or something like that. Rage, rage, instant struggle full, full with rage. Yeah. I went to the Hulk. Yeah. I, I got fucking angry and got us out of there immediately. Took her home right away and went home myself. 
Like, because I was like afraid that the government or something was going to come. Men in black were going to come or something weird like that or aliens themselves. I, I had this feeling it was going to circle back, which was really scary or something like that. Or the aliens would come or shoot a beam or something weird. You get this small man. You get this small complex too. You feel like you're an ant, an ant versus a person. So it's like, that's the person I'm the ant now also. So I had this like really weird, like it, it triggered like a prime, like some, like a some weird primal defense. thing. I would have never, ever guessed. I would have, I could have lived my whole life. I've never felt that primal feeling. Never felt uh, that, but uh, I have uh, seen some shit that I can't explain. And anyway, I took her home right away. I, I was like, we're going right now. And like, I like basically like, I didn't have to like grab her by the hand, but like that level of anger, but like, uh, a good um, response to danger is anger. Like, I was like, well, like, let's go. And then like we, uh, I got her. I just took her in the car. Like, and then we couldn't come to a conclusion. She was, she, oh, she thinks it's aliens more now because of the alien sketchy shit the government's trying to. Wouldn't we have expose. a picture of them? That's my biggest question with these alien guys. We we do. Yeah, it's always a smudge. No, 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 no. Well, whether that's whether it's real or not. Um, there are, there's like plenty of alien footage, dude. Of yeah. Like but weird, like none of grays walking like around. No, 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 no. I mean, clear gray walking around when I was in middle school, ghosts. there was a lot more. And like, uh, like I think people were faking them too. YouTube went around like, like taking down everything like that. I remember well, they were cracking down and making videos about how they were doing that. People don't even um, have to fake them. UFOs are real. No, like, no, no. There's it, unidentified flying objects. We just don't. There ident- used to be a lot more. Them like videos of this kind of thing of like video. Like I used to see like, 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 like Hitler shaking an alien's hand, like old, like old timey thing. And it, there's a famous picture of Hitler with aliens. There's a famous picture of like an alien dissected, but they all look like that. They're like classic grays. And there was like a thing where like an aliens in like a room operating on a big computer. And dude, it really seems real. I heard another story. Like I'm going to try to skim over this, but like a guy who actually was like working for the government who made contact with aliens that like my stepdad met. And then he said he actually found videos of the particular context involving aliens or whatever, and then uh, saved them right away. And they were pulled off the internet right away. But the guy actually had them. I'd love to like, meet That's one. That's the alien that blew off my fingers, and the guy had like burnt fingers that were chopped off and stuff. But maybe one day I'll get to talk to one on this show. But I did. Um, uh, this is very Lex Friedman-y Also, I love the Lex Friedman podcast, and I this like you love talking about AI and things like that. I really appreciate this, these topics and things. But, um, yeah, he's a great, he has a great show and a the, great mind. He, yeah. He's a sucker for uh what does that say? I think battery might be. Oh, all right. Well, we should wrap this one up, I guess. Yeah. I think we, um, we're, we're going to, we, we burned out day. the camera on this one. So yeah. we're on one feed, but we'll have to do it another time. Daniel Shepard, where can people find you? At Lieutenant Dan on Instagram, painkiller productions on YouTube and the high tonight show on YouTube. And we also have it on WeTube and all high tonight show on Instagram as well. Oh, yeah, Very man. heavily evolved with, but yeah. All right, we'll keep talking about aliens next awesome. time. Awesome, yeah. We'll have to. We'll have to just thank hit the you guys for joining again. us. See ya.